Hello, everyone. Welcome to China Money Podcast. I'm your host Nina Xiao. Welcome to this episode of China VC Tech News Roundup for the week of May 14th to 18th. It was a busy week, so、uh, let's go through the news headlines one by one. Lots of blockchain news for this week, in particular.、Um, but the first one is about. Another AI company in China that just got funding, SoftBank China Venture Capital and China Creation Ventures, which is a Beijing-based venture firm focused on TMT investments in China, have collected a RMB 135 million, which is around 21 million US dollars Series B round in Koa Robot, a Chinese robotics firm. There are some other. Investors in this deal,、uh, including Infor Investment Holdings,、uh, Shanghai-based investment firm Orca M&A Capital, China Minshan Investment Group,、um, and、uh, and some other investor that's not uh, named. Uh, what's interesting about this company is that Koa Robot has some、uh, really unique products. The company was founded in 2015 by a former engineer at Japanese robotics firm Hybel.、Um, the, the the person,、uh, Mr. Tao, completed his PhD in mechanical engineering from Japan Institution Institute of Technology. Koa Robot focuses on robotics applications in low-speed autonomous driving. The company designs robots for street cleaning and logistics, and has produced a smart luggage product that automatically follows its owners. So the luggage has an average monthly shipment of around two thousand units already. So、uh, that's pretty significant for this type of product. Um, and the, the 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 luggage is actually pretty expensive,、um, around five thousand RMB. So, that's、um, you know for that money you can buy a lot of、uh, Xiaomi luggage, which which is maybe around twenty percent of that price range.、Um, but、uh, the specialty of、uh, Koa Robot is、um, low speed mobile hardware. So. Uh, the company is also planning to produce smart baby strollers.、Uh, that means in the future you can have your baby stroller that just follows you, so you don't have to push your stroller anymore.、Um, uh, well, I mean, sometimes I, I read news like this and、uh, make me wonder how much we want to give up um, doing um, because computers or machines can replace. The labor, or or can can do it for ourselves. Personally, I I love pushing baby strollers. It's it's part of the fun.、Um, but anyway, so that was another AI company in China that just got funding from some really high profile investors. Next up, we have a an official report produced in China that ranks Ethereum as the top public blockchain. And at the same time, ranking Bitcoin as a thirteenth on a, a ranking. So this global public blockchain ranking, which is published by China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology,、uh, found that Ethereum is actually the top public chain. 
Um, while Bitcoin, which is the most mainstream cryptocurrency with the highest market capitalization, is ranked 13th, uh, the center, uh, the entity that produces report, is the China Center for Information Industry Development, which is an entity under directly uh, the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology of China. The ranking assesses the technical strength, effectiveness, and innovation of each public blockchain project. So perhaps that's no wonder why Ethereum um, has a much higher score of 129.4 on the Technology Assessment Index in the ranking. Um, that's because Ethereum enables a lot of other applications and uh, projects to be built upon the public blockchain. As we know that Ethereum has become the public blockchain for many initial coin offerings. And um, uh, while on, at the same time, Bitcoin is, is, is rather limited to, um, to a peer-to-peer -peer payment um, utilization. So... That's why Bitcoin was ranked only 13th, uh, with a total score of 88. Some other cryptocurrencies ranked high on the ranking include Steam, Lisk, NEO, and Komodo. They are, they're ranked from 2nd to 5th, with scores of 11, uh, 115, 104, 103, and 101. The index will be updated once a month going forward and will cover 28 public blockchain projects and their corresponding cryptocurrencies. Next, um, um, sorry, another, well, this is actually the, the previous news, but we have another news coming up for blockchain, which is South Korea government has reportedly uh, planned to soften its cryptocurrency regulations in line with the policy set by the G20 nations in an effort to create unified regulations. The Korean regulators have also agreed to apply the standards set by the Financial Action Task Force to its own cryptocurrency policies. This is according to local South Korean media reports. The top financial policy makers of the G20 countries have agreed to acknowledge and regulate cryptocurrencies as financial assets. Financial policies of G20 nations have set the July deadline for the first step toward unified regulations of cryptocurrencies. Reportedly from the Korean local press, one of the reasons for the move by the G20 nation is that they see cryptocurrencies as too small to jeopardize financial markets because the combined market value of all cryptocurrencies is less than 1% of the global GDP currently. Of course, that number varies um, during the peak of the prices for major cryptocurrencies at the end of 2017. Total market cap was perhaps three times than, than the current total market cap, but it doesn't change the ratio of um, cryptocurrency market cap to global GDP. So that was the reasoning behind a unified cryptocurrency regulation. 
The uh, South Korea's Financial Supervisory Service stated that it's most, uh, it's almost certain that cryptocurrencies will be classified as assets, and the main issue will be centered on how to regulate them properly under the unified framework that will be agreed upon between G20 nations. And yet another famous person uh, come out and uh, express his opinion on blockchain and Bitcoin. This time is Jack Ma, the billionaire founder of Chinese tech giant Alibaba. He said that Bitcoin is a bubble, but well, blockchain is not. The executive chairman of Alibaba with a personal wealth estimated at 42 billion US dollars made the comment at the Second World Intelligence Congress held in Tianjin yesterday. Jack Ma said, blockchain is now a hot word. First, blockchain is not a bubble, but Bitcoin is a bubble. Bitcoin is just a tiny application of blockchain. Blockchain is not a huge gold mine, at least inside Alibaba. Blockchain must be a solution that addresses the privacy and security issues in the digital era. Interestingly, uh, interestingly Ma stated in his, uh, his uh, speech at the conference yesterday uh, with, a, uh, with an anecdote. Supposedly, an engineer working at Alibaba's financial services arm and financial wrote his profession as colder on the dating site in China. And nobody clicks on his profile afterwards, of course. And the engineer, therefore, changed his profession to blockchain engineer. And he suddenly received over 360 love letters from, from ladies all over the country. So interesting background for how hot blockchain is still perceived uh, among the Chinese public, or at least on the dating scene. What's interesting about Alibaba is that this company um, is actually the earliest among major Chinese technology firms uh, of looking into blockchain and exploring blockchain applications. Back in 2016, Ant Financial Group first applied blockchain technology to the Alipay Love Donation platform. And uh, in 2016, Alibaba also launched the world's first mailbox-based authentication, authentication based on blockchain technology. And in 2017, Alibaba and PwC reached a cooperation agreement saying that they will apply blockchain to build a transparent and traceable cross-border food supply chain and build a safer food market. Later in August last year, Alibaba Health cooperated with Changzhou City in Jiangsu province to launch China's first blockchain application based on medical scenarios. And in October last year, Ant Financial CTO disclosed its future technology layout at the Ant Financial Technology Open Summit, um, say, uh, saying that the opening of the blockchain technology to support the traceability of imported food safety and traceability of authentic products. And one month later, Alibaba Group, Ant Financial Group, and Xinhua New District, which is the new economic area, 
um, championed by President Xi as the future, as a as a, as a future economic powerhouse in China. Um, the three parties signed a strategic cooperation agreement. Alibaba and its financial will construct a digital Xinhuan blockchain implementation platform. In the space sector in China, one space technology, which is China's first private rocket producer, has successfully launched its first single-stage OSX solid rocket earlier yesterday on Thursday, according to st state media reports, uh, marking an important step for China's nascent commercial launch industry. The rocket named Chongqing Liangjiang Star lifted off early Thursday morning Beijing time at an undisclosed site in northwest China. Chinese state media said the rocket flew, to, uh, flew for 265 seconds, reaching an altitude of around 25 miles and surpassing Mach 5, which is an earlier um, rocket that, that traveled um, I'm sorry. So this rocket traveled some 170 miles with the rocket then falling back to Earth within a designated zone. One space technology was established in 2015 and, and is seen as a potential Chinese rival to U.S. private launch leader SpaceX. Of course, their technology sophistication is a world apart but uh, this is supposedly a start. Um, at least, you know, one Chinese private launch company is uh, is trying to catch up with SpaceX. And um, this milestone of launching uh, this uh, single-stage solid rocket um, will be hopefully the starting point of this company achieving many more future milestones that can hopefully eventually um, make it perhaps um, achieving some of the, the great things SpaceX have done. So uh, more information about the rocket launch. The 9-meter-tall OSXO is capable of placing 100-kilogram payloads into orbit 500 miles above Earth. The rocket can also push concept aircraft. It's testing to a hypersonic speed of Mach 13 or 4.4 kilometers per second. Once proved via test flight, the OSX series will be used as both a launch platform and for testing new types of aircraft or spacecraft, the company said. Baidu, which is the China's equivalent of Google, a giant search engine company in China that's trying to make itself an AI company, has let um, has participated in a financing round in U.S. microphone maker Vesper. The round is about twenty-three million U.S. dollars. It's led by American Family Ventures. Baidu Inc. participated in this funding round together with Amazon's Alexa Fund and other investors, including Bose Ventures, 
microphone maker Shure and machine interface company Synaptics and Hyperplane Venture Capital. Whisper said it will use the proceedings to expand the production of its uh, MEMS microphones, which are usually used for smart speakers, Internet of Things devices, and connected devices. Baidu has been ramping up its investment in AI research. In 2017, the Chinese search engine launched Duer OS, an open platform operating platform that allows users to employ natural language processing to perform tasks such as searching for information, checking traffic conditions, getting weather updates, and more. By investing in Vesper, Baidu may be able to update its microphone technology for its smart home product. Baidu's other uh, AI investments um, uh, in, uh, came, you know, partially from uh, Baidu Ventures, which is a venture capital arm set up by Baidu. Uh, Baidu Ventures has raised 200 million US dollars to invest in AI-related early-stage projects. Last month, it announced plans to set up a new fund uh, about uh, of about 500 million US dollars in its first phase to invest in internet and artificial intelligence startups. And at the end of last year, Baidu teamed up with China Life Insurance to joint la jointly launch a 2 billion US dollar investment fund to back companies in the mobile internet, artificial intelligence, fintech, and other advanced technology sectors. Coming up, China's Total has a new mission to shape correct public opinion. Stunned by a harsh government crackdown earlier this year, Total, the personalized news app in China, has launched an overhaul of its content and messaging to shape, public, uh, to shape correct public opinion. So some of the actions include Total will change its company slogan from headlines are news what you care, uh, well, total are news what you care about, um, uh, to uh, something more politically correct called information creates value. So the change of slogan, which uh, is often placed under the company's logos um, on sites or uh, in their offices, of course, is sort of a change of uh, mission statement. Total explained that the company's primary goals are to connect information and people, to spread information effectively and precisely, and to spread correct public opinion orientation. It also updates, uh, updated its content sensor robot to enable it to detect pornography, text, and verbal abuse. The robot, for example, can analyze any text and issue a health score for the content. Total's experience, of course, is um, is, uh, is is a is a case in point of of the type of challenges for content information related tech business face in China. China has a very special political, economical 
macro environment for company to operate in in this space in particular. And um, would you imagine Total's uh, financing and its future plans uh, potentially for an IPO would uh, largely depend on how the company handles uh, government relations and um, um, how the government uh, will likely in the future take more actions to, to, to ask the company clean up their content and shape correct public opinion and uh, how the company would deal with that. So this is an important story that we'll definitely be tracking uh, constantly going forward. Now moving up, another Chinese uh, early-stage venture capital firm, Sky9 Capital, has closed a 200 million U.S. dollar early-stage fund. The capital was raised from institutional investors, family foundations, entrepreneurs throughout the world. Sky9 Capital said the capital raise will be used to invest in early-stage internet, innovation, uh, deep technology, and corporate service projects in China. Sky9 of course, was founded in 2016 by Ro Rongtao, a former partner at Lightspeed Venture Partners. Today, the fund, in, uh, the fund has uh, the fund's investment include a B2B petroleum trading platform, 51Zhaoyou.com, salespeople crowdsourcing, salesperson crowdsourcing platform, Idali, and furniture e-commerce platform, Wazaijia. Another Chinese local government is setting up a government fund to direct resources and capital into the AI industry. Tianjin, a major port city in northeast China, is establishing a 100 billion RMB or 15.7 billion US dollar fund funds to invest in artificial intelligence technologies. The move comes amid an intense AI race between China and the US. The Chinese government says it wants to make AI a new economic driving force by 2020 and become an AI leader with key AI industry valued at more than 1 trillion RMB or 157 billion US dollar by 2030. According to a three-step development plan released by the State Council last year, the fund will help Tianjin compete against major Chinese technology centers like Beijing, Shanghai, and Shenzhen, which have their own government guidance funds to help funnel capital into innovative industries like AI. So for Tianjin's new fund, it will particularly focus on smart robots, smart hardware and software, smart sensors, virtual reality and augmented reality, as well as internet-connected cars. About RMB's 30 billion or 4.7 billion US dollar will go to a sub-fund that invests in smart manufacturing and AI solutions that transform traditional manufacturing. The money will be raised by government-backed Haihe River Fund, as well as uh, private financial institutions, and private companies from China and abroad. I'm sure not too much from abroad. Um, for most of these Chinese uh, government guidance funds or government funds, 
the capital would definitely be in RMB and it will be sourced most likely uh, domestically. China Money Network, of course, have done a ranking of uh, all the major Chinese government funds. We have uh, very com- comprehensive uh, studies of Chinese government funds, and we listed one those largest fund of funds and government uh, policy funds. They're a little bit different from each other. So you can look at up this report on our website at www.chinamoneynetwork.com under the insights section where you will see rankings. That's where the government ranking and other rankings are on our website. Now coming up is a rather sad news in China's tech scene last week. Didi Chuxing, which is the Chinese rights um, hailing company, has suffered uh, some very terrible negative headlines last week because of a murder of a female passenger. So we talked about this last week in our podcast, um, but this week the company has reacted um, actively and very uh, strongly to the murder. The company has uh, ordered a complete safety overhaul throughout its ride-hailing platform. Uh, The company uh, will uh, take a number of uh, uh, actions, including taking down all of its personalized tags and ratings from Diddy Hitch, which is its carpool service, Supposedly, the personalized tags and ratings, which are submitted by both the passenger and driver, commenting on the driver or commenting on the passenger, used to be available to everyone to see. So in this murder case, supposedly, uh, the issue came up among public discourse on the murder case that a lot of drivers and a lot of passengers actually can can see either you know how attractive a particular passenger is, or is she a female? Is she young? Or is she likely single? Or is she likely live by herself? So supposedly, according to chat rooms online, drivers for uh, Diddy Hitch can can gather a lot of uh, personal background information through this kind of personalized tags and ratings. Um, you know, people could give a tag uh, of a particular person, passenger, saying pretty or, or sexy um, or um, tall. Um, and that could um, potentially help those drivers with uh, with bad intent to to better target the kind of passengers they choose to uh, to pick up for their carpool service. So now Didi is taking this kind of personalized tags and ratings off its platform, and of course the company will suspend the hitch service. Um, uh, it has suspended the, the hitch service for, for one week following the murder, but going forward, it will be suspending the service between 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. every night as well. Passengers and car owners who are on trips that begin earlier than 10 p.m. and are expected to end after 10 p.m. will receive special safety re- safety reminders. 
Um, in addition, DD uh, will also redesign its emergency help function on its mobile app, make it more prominently displayed in the app's interface so that passenger in danger can secure help more promptly. So just some comment on this DD case. Obviously, we talked about this last week, and this came at a very bad timing for DD, um, sensitive timing as the company is potentially planning IPO. It's been rumored for either this year or next year. Not sure, and um, the company is secure in financing potentially in the in the in the dead market or the the bond market, and all this kind of uh, negative highlights and uh, pressure from government and the public um, is not helping the company's efforts to 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 either go to the capital markets for public share offering or um, borrowing money. Uh, not to mention the company faces new competition from new players in the space, including Meituan Jinping, C-Trip, and uh, other tech companies. Um, the, so far, the, the news seem to be um, tuning down a little bit, as nowadays no major news could stay on top of the headlines for anything longer than, than a day or two. But... Um, DD will have to certainly ramp up its safety uh, systems and uh, make people feel safe or, um, you know, at least help people um, remove the kind of uh, negative perception they have regarding to DD's overall service. So for me personally, I would definitely not use Hitch service anymore. I actually have always used DD's private car, so the Drancha um, function. But in the past few business trips, I've I've started to use Hitch because I just wanted to try. And I I actually often uh, take DD late night because I often fly last flights either to or from. China, and I would end up in the car at 1, 1 a.m. in the morning. And I've always taken DD, either it's a Drancha or it's the Hitch service. I've, I've used Hitch more, more recently, and I think, you know, after this instance, I've definitely not used Hitch service going forward. I know perhaps that's not the rational decision, but this is how human mind works. Um, I actually had a very scary experience with uh, DD. It was uh, it was not Hitch. It's a it's a it's a private car service, a Drancha service. I was um, in Hangzhou. I got into a car at around midnight, just past midnight. The driver said he wants to take a shortcut, so the car came off from the highway and drove onto a pitch dark side road that has nothing around. No light, no building. Well, there are buildings, but no light, no people for sure. Um, and it's a very, it's, it's a bumpy road. It's not, a, you know, like a, like a smooth, covered, well-conditioned road. It was 
under construction, so the car was very bumpy, and there was nobody around it, not, no light, and very dark. And obviously, it's, it's nerve-wracking to be in a car with a guy um, by myself at this early hour. Um, and I, I was, of course, going through my mind, you know, this guy could be doing something harmful to me, and I'll have to prepare. So I, I dialed one um, uh, the emergency number, um, and, and I, I, I got prepared to move, you know, over to the side of the, the car where I can easily open the door, and I was planning... If he stopped the car and do anything, I'm going to jump off before he stops and run. And I'm going to call emergency while I'm running. So I, I got all prepared. And at the same time, I was talking to this driver, chatting, keep chatting with him. I wanted to make sure he's, he's normal, uh, he's not crazy. I wanted to, you know, trying to be very nice and friendly to him. Um... And it was a good 10 minutes on this scary, dark road um, until we finally saw some light ahead of us. So that was really scary. And afterwards, I, I, I told him, don't ever take a shortcut again with, with, a, with a single female passenger in your car. It's, it's too, too, too scary, too horrifying. Um, so... Similar, I'm sure similar to me, a lot of other passengers perhaps um, could, you know, think about perhaps using another service or stop using DD at a certain hour. So this would definitely negatively impact the company's um, uh, passenger and uh, ride numbers. Of course, we haven't heard the company updating uh, its ride and passenger and user numbers for a while. The company used to like to do it uh, very often to the public, share their high growth, and for the past a year or so, uh, it has shied away from doing so. But um, for sure, um, a crisis at DD will have to manage very well um, in order to secure uh, its path forward. All right, so that's for DD. Another blockchain news coming up. Um, this is a fun news. A Chinese tea based. So Chinese tea, if you drink Chinese tea. So there is a blockchain project actually backed by Chinese special, specialty tea that has defrauded 3,000 investors in China with a total amount of 48 million US dollars. So a Shenzhen, um, a Shenzhen company raised money while issuing its own tea token backed by, supposedly it's going to be backed by one billion pieces of high-quality precious tea called Puar, Puar tea. Puar tea is a special tea. Uh, it's a fermented tea produced only in Yunnan province in China. Uh, it's highly regarded, highly valued in China. The tea comes as sort of a pancake shape, um, Supposedly, one piece of those tea sometimes uh, cost around 
20,000 RMB, so it's over 3,000 US dollars for very top quality priority. So this company issued token based by this tea they're supposedly going to purchase with the funds they raised. And the argument goes that if the value of the priority increases, as they sometimes do in the tea market, then the value of the tea token will increase. That's how the company explained to investors, and that's how 3,000 investors bought the token, spending a total of 300 million RMB, so that's around 48 million US dollars. And um, the founders of the company, of course, got the money, did not buy the tea, and spent the money lavishly, and now disappeared with the capital raised from the token, token issuance. So local police have um, was able to to arrest a number of suspects, but uh, some other com- uh, uh, personnel involved in this company are still um, on the run. Um, so some people may be confused because supposedly China officially banned initial coin offerings uh, in September 2017. But uh, actually, a lot of the projects, the ICOs, um, are still happening in China. But they they either just do private sales to qualified investors. This is still allowed. Or um, they sort of go underground. Um, so the definition of what is a private sale, who are the qualified investors, uh, obviously, um, is a gray area. There's... Um, assume that that there's certain uh, vagueness to it. Um, so so people are still buying tokens in China, but you have to do it sort of under the um, under the radar of uh, of uh, a government or, or, or police oversight. So that's why this kind of fraud continues in China uh, with the T token, the latest one being reported by by the investors and investigated by the police and and the police obviously is trying to get the money back and repay investors but no doubt some of the investors will not be able to to have their money back moving on to self-driving BMW China has received uh, two self-driving road test licenses from Shanghai regulators, making it the first foreign automaker to gain such permits. The licenses allow BMW to use a 5.6-kilometer section of public road in Shang- Shanghai International Automobile City to test its intelligent cars. BMW applied for the license to test its high-end luxury model BMW 7 Series. Before obtaining the licenses, the model conducted a one-month test of its AI-assisted self-driving and internet-linked functions in the closed test area of the National Intelligent Connected Vehicle Pilot Zone. Its overall test pass rate exceeded 99%, according to the government's website. 
Also on Monday uh, this week, Didi Chuxing's American Research Research Unit uh, also received the permission to test self-driving cars in the California in California from California's Department of Motor Vehicles. Well, of course, Tencent was approved for self-driving car road tests in Shenzhen on the same day as well. In March, the Shanghai government issued three licenses to Shanghai-based. SEIC Motor and electric vehicle startup NIO. The two companies have accumulated 6,040 kilometers of road tests during the past 40 days. There were no traffic accidents and the test didn't bring disruption to transportation, the government said. As of the second half of 2017, BMW has put a total of 40 autonomous vehicles worldwide into operation. Another Bitcoin news, um, Circle Internet Financial Limited, which is backed by Goldman Sachs, has completed a 110 million US dollar Series E funding led by Chinese Bitcoin mining giant Bitmen Technology Limited. The round also had the participation of IDG Capital Partners. The investment uh, was announced earlier this week, around Tuesday, raised the valuation of Circle to about three billion U.S. dollars, from a reported 480 million U.S. dollars back in 2016. Circle also said it will cooperate with Bitman to launch a U.S. dollar-packed digital currency named USD Coin a blockchain-based staple coin, both regulated and backed by government currency. To keep the price stable, Circle customers will be required to hold one US dollar for every USD coin. Other companies, such as Tether and Basis, also have offered stable coins with a peg to the US dollar as a way to deal with the high volatility of cryptocurrencies. In the field of lithium mines or lithium producers, China's Tianqi Lithium Corporation is reportedly nearing a deal to buy a 24% stake in Chile's Sociedad Quimica Y Minera SQM at $4.3 billion. SQM is one of the world's largest lithium producers. Lithium is, of course, a critical element in the production of rechargeable batteries, including for EVs. The Shenzhen-listed Tianqi Lithium is seeking to acquire SQM stake from Canadian fertilizer company Nutrien Limited, which holds 30% stake of SQM. Founded in 1995 and based in Chengdu City, Tianqi Lithium operates businesses including lithium resource development and exploitation, downstream production processing, as well as lithium resource trade. By controlling Talisan Lithium in Western Australia, the company has already become one of the world's largest lithium suppliers. As the lowest cost producer of lithium, SQM had 48,000 ton capacity in 2017, 
taking around 25% of the global market share. It could supply over half of the world's demand for lithium by 2025, according to analysts at Scotia Bank. In March, Tianqi was reportedly planning to acquire a 32% stake of SQM. However, Chile's former government asked anti-monopoly regulator to block Tianqi's acquisition, saying it would distort global lithium markets. A American manufacturer of microcontrollers, memory and analog semiconductors, Microchip Technology Incorporated, has scanned antitrust clearance from China's Ministry of Commerce and other regulators to buy Microsemi Corporation. The clearance comes after President Trump said earlier this week that he and President Xi Jinping are in discussions to revisit the export ban imposed on ZTE Corp, signaling a possible easing in trade tension between the U.S. and China. The firm also gained approval from the Japan Fair Trade Commission, the Philippine Competition Commission, the Australian Federal Competition Authority, and the German Federal Cartel Office. Microchip announced a deal to acquire California-based semiconductor solutions provider Microsemi for 68.78 per share in um, uh, U.S. dollar per share in cash, valuing the firm at about $8.35 billion in March. Microchip, of course, have received antitrust clearance in the U.S. last month. Taiwanese smartphone maker HTC has unveiled its newest phone, the HTC Exodus, in the first phone made by a major brand dedicated to blockchain encryption. The company said that blockchain-based HTC Exodus, which is scheduled for release in October, will let owners keep their data and their cryptocurrencies both private and secure on their device instead of going through the cloud. This feature, achieved via built-in secure hardware enclave, will protect users' information from being tampered with or compromised. The Exodus will support decentralized apps to run on Android software. It will also have a universal wallet for storing users' cryptocurrencies. In addition, every Exodus phone will serve as its own blockchain node to make up the network that forms a blockchain system. Consumers will be able to purchase the device using cryptocurrencies when it is available for sale. The first major blockchain um, phone produced or to be produced by a major smartphone maker. Very exciting. Now, next, in the traditional, rather traditional sector of logistics, JD.com, China's second largest e-commerce firm, has invested 306 million US dollars US dollars in Warburg Pincus backed Asian logistics real estate developer and operator ESR Cayman Limited. ESR stands for Yishang Ridewood, which is uh, the result of a merger between Yishang and Ridewood um, in, back in 2016. JD.com 
of course, is doing this deal to beef up its logistic investments. Last week, it already acquired 10% of Hong Kong listed China logistics property holdings for around 899 million Hong Kong dollars or 114 million US dollars. JD and ESR will explore cooperation in multiple areas, including property development, fund management, and investment across the region. The two parties will also seek to extend their cooperation in China and across other key markets in Asia. China's e-commerce is driving a boom in the logistics sector, according to the Bureau of Statistics of China. In the first quarter of 2018, online retail sales in China reached 307 billion US dollars, accounting for 21.4 percent of total retail sales. JD.com, of course, has、uh, made lots of、uh, logistic investments.、Uh, just in February, JD.com. Secured a 2.5 billion dollar funding round for its own logistics、uh, subsi- subsidiary, JD Logistics, and、uh, in January, JD Logistics led a 23 million US dollar financing round in truck logistics firm Fuyu Kachu, which is a trucking logistics company in China. There are two Chinese blockchain mining. Machine makers、uh, that's planning potentially a Hong Kong IPO. One of it has filed for the IPO,、uh, which we talked about. Canon has a,、uh, filed officially for an IPO in Hong Kong on Tuesday. Another company, Ebang,、um, is rumored to be applying for an initial public offering in Hong Kong, but has not filed. Both companies.、Um, but what's interesting about The fouling this week from、uh, the mining company、uh, Canon is that it really shows you how Bitcoin mining company grew like wild weed in the past two years. The security fouling is definitely an interesting read. It provides a rare look into an industry that is often still considered. Secretive.、Um, the company has a number of minority shareholders, all of them under the age of thirty-five,、um, and of course, the company is trying to expand its revenue sources because, expectedly, revenues from producing Bitcoin mining machines will decline. As、uh, the number of bitcoins available to be mined will. will Will significantly lessen as time moves on.、Um, some interesting data here. Basically, the company、uh, Canon experienced a twenty-eight times growth in revenues and forty-three times growth in gross profit in the two years between twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen. That, of course, is benefiting from. The bull market in in Bitcoin and its prices increasing almost twenty times, twenty fold,、um, in in the past、uh, in the one year period in twenty seventeen, and、uh, for now the company's、uh, Avalon miner is selling well. For the three months ended March thirty first, it has sold a total of a hundred and. 
1,143 sets of its Avenel minor, 2.7 times more than what it sold the same time last year. But going forward, the number of Bitcoin mines and average Bitcoin per block have decreased since 2011, and uh, uh, the growth rate of the blockchain hardware industry is expected to decrease, uh, decelerate in 2016 and beyond. After peaking in 2014 and 2017 at uh, 376% and 237.8% respectively, the growth of the blockchain hardware industry is esti estimated to slow to around 24% in 2020. This is according to a survey done by Frost and Sullivan. The high growth era of the blockchain hardware market will be replaced by a slower growth period.、Um, on average, if you look at average between 2017 and 2020, will be average annual growth 72 percent.、Uh, But、uh, the average growth rate between 2012 to 2017, 208 percent. So the growth, future growth, will definitely decelerate. Therefore. Canon, as well as its bigger competitor Bitman, are exploring other areas, more sustainable businesses, and that answer is AI chips. Of course, AI chips comparing to the kind of、uh, ASIC-based blockchain chips, there is a huge, huge amount of.、Um, Complications, technological complications that the company have to go through、uh, in order to be able to to produce or design、um, uh, AI chips, but there is no other way. So, for Canon, we know. For Canon, we know how the company is planning to go forward.、Um, it is spending loads of money on research and development for the AI chip. As of March 31st, Canon's R&D team accounted for around 40% of its 234 employees. It is、um, it has expanded its R&D spending 20-fold, from 5.1 million RMB in 2015 to 105 million in 2017, 20-fold in the two-year two, two period, with most of that increased spending in R&D focused on. A6 for AI applications. Bitman, we don't know, but we know that Bitman, of course, is the largest Bitcoin mining machine maker with a much larger market share.、Uh, Bitman has about、uh, 67% market share, while Canon has about 21%. So Bitman is doing exactly the same thing, going into AI chips, while Canon. As we know from the IPO prospectus that it has disclosed, all these measures, all this spending R&D that it's doing in order to crack into the AI chip industry, seems like sensible moves, but it's going to be extremely challenging. So we will see how well the company can do in order to achieve that goal. Another news in autonomous driving. Yet another Chinese、uh, autonomous driving company, Roadstar AI, has received a huge financing round of 128 million 
in Series A round uh, from investors including Shenzhen Capital Group, Wu Capital, which is a Chinese family office, and Yunqi Partners, CMBI International Capital Corporation, and Vision Capital. Roadstar.ai was founded last May by three formal Baidu software architects, integrating with multiple sensors, including LIDAR, cameras, radars, GPS, IMU. The startup's technologies provide synchronization, real-time update, and features extracted from the fused high-dimensional dimensional raw data. Of course, we know another Chinese autonomous driving startup, which is called Jingchi, founded by Wang Jing, who was the former chief of China, Baidu's autonomous driving unit, um, is was in trouble for some time because Baidu has sued Wang Jing, the founder of Jingchi, for uh, potential uh, commercial theft, uh, potential IP theft. If I remember uh, clearly, um, so after a few, I think it's a few, one or two months, Jinchi um, has to uh, have to say that Wang Jing is leaving the company. He indeed left the company, resigned, and then Jinchi agreed to cooperate with Baidu's autonomous driving platform Apollo. It seems like it seems like the two companies are now on good terms, but Baidu had its way. We can say that perhaps in a, to an extent that um, uh, Mr. Wang Jing is now uh, no longer involved in Jinchi. Perhaps who knows if what's behind all this story. Uh, if indeed Wang Jing has stolen intellectual property from Baidu or has breached non-compete clause in his employment contract, not much information is disclosed, um, but except Baidu's accusations and uh, Wang Jing's uh, response. But hopefully for Roadstar.ai, they won't have this issue because um, the three Baidu software architects all had very short um, time working in Baidu, less than a year or around a year. So, but it looks like uh, they shouldn't have any issue like uh, what Jinchir had. The company's already cooperating with Baidu Sapolo. So uh, it seems like another self-driving startup um, on Baidu's Apollo platform. There are already several, a number of others that's, that's cooperating with Baidu's uh, Apollo platform. I guess there's no way around it. Um, that's the biggest largest, strongest platform in this space in China. Um, and as Baidu has designed, autonomous driving will be one of the key areas it's going to focus on its AI applications. Moving on to uh, a little bit of political news. Chinese President Xi Jinping has called for enhanced cooperation on innovation between mainland China and Hong Kong to help make Hong Kong an international innovation hub. Um, this is, as expected, um, this has been repeated in recent years, actually, for, for central government to, to, make help, to help Hong Kong, to push Hong Kong into innovation. 
what's what's being announced by the Xi Jinping news is that Hong Kong institutions, universities, research institutions, and others will be able to apply for funding uh, from the central government's uh, appropriate. Uh, uh, Funds earmarked for innovation um, campaigns or innovation purposes. So that's that's one major change from this announcement from President Xi. Uh, lastly, Chinese artificial intelligence company iFly Tech is raising up a 3.6 billion RMB or 567 million US dollar through private placement uh, for a fund to expand its artificial intelligence investment. The biggest investment of 186 million US dollar will go to the development of a smart speech open platform. The project will take around three years to complete. It is expected to generate revenues of about 487 million US dollar and net profit of 83.8 million per year once completed. About uh, 86 million will be invested in new generation cognitive technology. iFlyTech will spend three years to construct research centers and data centers for cognitive intelligence, speech, image, and video. Deep learning and AI it will also establish more research centers in Suzhou, Shanghai, and Guangzhou. iFlyTech is best known for its voice recognition technology it has chinese and many different dialogues it can its its computer its machines can recognize as well as foreign languages it has apps that help people to convert audio into text and convert text into audio and convert translation of transcript so it can it can take audio of chinese and type the chinese out in text and then at the same time, translating that Chinese into English. So that service is very useful for a lot of conferences where perhaps they don't need simultaneous translation anymore. Just have a big screen. At the same time as someone speaking, all the Chinese or English or other languages will appear on the screen. Um, so bad news for simultaneous translators who might be out of jobs soon. Good thing I didn't go into that sector. I was actually one time thinking about going to simultaneous translation. It was a highly uh, a high pay profession, but um, but unfortunately, that's the area that machines will be very capable uh, of repl- replacing humans. All right, so that's a wrap up for the news roundup. In China's tech VC space for this week. This is Friday, May 18th, 2018. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the news headlines I read to you today. I'm trying to secure a lot of other exciting guests, uh, guest hosts who's going to come on to the show and co host the show with me. That's more fun, obviously. So we'll definitely have more of that in the future. But, um, for now, if you like the podcast, for sure, please subscribe on iTunes or other places you get your podcast, and please give us a rating and leave a comment that will help other people to find us. We're really providing on-the-ground reporting in China's tech VC space, in the exciting tech VC space to you around the world. I hope more people can get to know us, can get to follow us, and really get 
very good information and intelligence on this space that's going to become more important by the day. So please help us spread the word. And、uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.